Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Gentlemen and mermaid, do you know what the number one rule of evil councils is? Uh, everything that happens in the evil council stays in the evil council? Ooh, rocking out with your cock out? Oh, don't tell people what happens at evil council? Those are all, that is rules number two, three, and four. Rule number one of evil councils is always have a backup evil council in case the other evil council turns on you. And you are my backup evil council in the event that the Oculon, Big Boo Baby, and the Slaver Waiter, I can't remember his name, all betray me. Who's the backup counsel for this backup counsel? You don't need to know that. Well, I'm curious. Well, what if you betray me? Well, then that would be useful information for me to know. Exactly. Let's go around and introduce ourselves. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to play the name game, and we're going to give one interesting fact about ourselves that doesn't have anything to do with council membership. I'll go first. Drew butt, boo butt, fo foo butt, banana fana, fo foo butt, me, my, mo moo butt. Drew butt. Captain of this ship. And my favorite hobby is has anyone ever been to a tortoise race? That's offensive to me as a half mer person. You know what? I've dreamed of turtle races. Oh, in my beautiful dreamy nightmares. Well, I like to go to them and just shame those stupid slow ass turtles. Uh, my name is Rip Dirt Sack. Uh, I am. I'm going to stop you there. Please do the name game. The, oh, the name, oh, the name, okay. <sighs> rip, blip, bo-bip, banana, nana, fo-fip, bo-lip, dip do dip rip I liked your riff. Go on. Thank you. Uh, that means so much uh, coming from you, Captain King Drew, but uh, I uh, have a nice little uh, wholesome uh, show on the ship's radio station oh, here. Oh, you, smell, you spilled your coffee. We are recording this. This is what uh, you would call the morning zoo? Yeah, we have the morning zoo hour. Uh, and, you know, normally we play a lot of uh, unfiltered tea pain and a lot of just love for you. Um, you know, with my show Rip Dirt Sack and the Smang Gang. Uh, unfortunately, the Smang Gang couldn't make it here, but I am just jacked on coffee. And boy, uh, Captain, we got some uh, special treats for you later on. I can't wait. Going on. Alarialana Medusa, Barbarialana Medusa, Cagarialana Medusa, Dadarialana Medusa, Arialana Medusa. Yes, that's correct. Uh, I would clap, but of course one of my limbs is a non-prehensile fish fin. So clapping is a bit of a struggle for me. Uh, a fun fact about me is that I've murdered literally hundreds of pirates in my previous career as a siren. Oh, very nice. I was employed in space to uh, lure pirate ships to their death in the asteroid belt. I was very good at it, but, you know, once you're in your late 30s, that kind of work really dries up. Yeah, you go into it, open eyes, knowing it. Well. Do you, do you see what I did there with dries up? I'm part fish. Hmm. I'll keep thinking about it and see if it lands. Now, you mentioned some special treats for me. Please tell me. And are we we're broadcasting this to the whole ship? Uh, this is going to go out to all the friendly ears here on the USS Spaceship that really understand what Captain King Drew Bud is all about. And in yes. fact... Yes, yes, enjoy your commute, for it might be your last! <laughs> Don't turn me down! <laughs> 
Sorry, we got Garth in the booth. He has to do what he's got to do. We got to make sure this is buttery smooth and all the ears on the ship. Now, I'm going to turn you into plasma if you touch my knobs again. Go on, tell me what my treats are. Look here, uh, we've been here on the ship, our phone lines. It's just what we call them. It's an archaic wording that has come down through generations. Uh, we have Our phone lines have been blowing up with well wishes and... Endorsements of your honor, Captain King Druba, naturally. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad to have you all here uh, in the studio, having a second evil council meeting. Uh, to I want to rain these down on you. I want to shower you with all this praise. Excellent. Now I have a bit of surprise for you and mm. all the members of this ship, because each one of you has had to justify why I shouldn't launch you out of the. What is it called? Airlock? Airlock. Ah, oh, that's right. I went out of an airlock. I sort of tried to repress that memory. And now, each one of you will have to prove to me why you shouldn't also be launched out of an airlock. Captain, if I just may, as recently promoted head of the PR department at the ship, it's a bit of a press nightmare to explain why we would be launching most of the people on the ship out the airlock. And well, we don't have to explain why we're doing it. They have to explain why we shouldn't do it. And they've already submitted their tapes to me. I have them all in my pillowcase. It's just, you know, the press is very liberal. I mean, not politically, but... Well, they're the enemy of the people. The uh, the press is the enemy of the people? Yeah, I saw them. I saw the, I saw the press mug someone one time. Ah, well, that's certainly a compelling anecdote. But it is just, you know, I'm looking for a spin angle here. Great, uh, I've got a spin angle for great. you. Where's that button on the ship that says free press? Oh, here. Off. All right. Well, um, luckily, I'm more of a media guy and not so much a press. So that means I'm still like, oh, I like you. You're okay. good to go. <laughs> uh, self-preservation is my game. Uh, so, yeah, let's go ahead and rock one of these tapes out the gate, huh? Let's let's go ahead, Garth. You have one of those queued up. Yes. You're, you got See them in the you pillow can sack. Save yourself, Garth, by playing these tapes right, because right now you're number one on the jettison list. Hi, Drew. Um, my name is Cassandra Blanc. Um, I'm a French Canadian, but my stepdad is a robot. Um, He's pretty cool. Um, so my job on the ship is I am a space lifestyle, space blogger. Um, I also space vlog and um, I do inspirational space seminars and space webinars um, just to like really encourage people to follow their dreams. Um, my dream, like a little bit about me is I am a singer songwriter. Um, indie alternative love songs and I just one day like really want to make it to the fifth deck to where the recording studios are and just like record my first album and like really reach people and like let them know like they can do anything um, and like I just really believe in like hearts um, whether they're like human or not human, like we should always follow them. And like, I just really wanna encourage you, like when you're feeling down, like never believe in what the naysayers are 
saying, you know, like there's going to be days when you're like, I don't know like how to do this. Like, am I an evil enough dictator? Like there's no precedent set for me. Like maybe I can't do it. Maybe they're going to say I'm soft or whatever it is. And like, I just want to say to you, like you're the only person with your heart and that is so special and unique and you should always believe in that um and I just really wanted to encourage you um just to like give you a little bit of like what I do I thought I would just play you like one of my songs one of my originals um so uh here it is I hope you like it Run, 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 run away, run, 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 run away from heartache, from heartache, heartache. Run, 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 run away from Um, okay, well, thanks so much for your time, and I hope you follow me on Space Instagram or go to my Space Patreon page and support me. Um, I hope you have a really blessed day. Um, bye. All right, well, let's just go around the table and initial thoughts about that. May I say briefly? God, please. I think that person is criminally negligent in their career advice. Everyone can't do what they want. That's impossible. If everyone could do what they want, we wouldn't have any janitors. I came from a very hard life, you know? I mean, I mentioned earlier my previous work, Murdering Pirates. Mm -hmm. I'm now in PR. I can't tell you which of those jobs I really preferred, but I only left the murder one because I got too old. So people can't just do what they want. And I think that saying that to people is dangerous, and I think we should eject her immediately. All right, I've got a couple of thoughts, but uh, let's go over yeah, here to you Captain Smangy. Uh, I'm going to just shoot straight with you here, Captain. Uh, Paola is alive and well. I took a little on the back end to let that song get some airplay, and I don't feel bad about that. All right, excellent. Uh, my initial... Uh, response is that I might have actually encountered her lifestyle blog before. Uh, not on the internet, but I reached my hand into a, into a sentient pile of goop and uh, engaged with this lifestyle blog that way. Uh, and let me tell you, uh, quartz eggs are hard to pass. I have a quartz egg lodged in one of my vaginas that I bought off of that blog. <laughs> Well, uh, that's fancier than uh, I would even know, Captain. You're not meant to pass them. They're supposed to stay in there. They're supposed to. Well, I'm doing it right. I'm crushing it. Literally, I crushed that quartz egg to powder. (laughs) Oh, no, that's really bad. That egg. Yeah. Um, Also, future guest has to be Robot Stepdad. (laughs) I feel like that's right up our alley. We've got to get that Robot Stepdad. Of course, that's assuming that we don't launch her into space. Or maybe we do, and we get his reaction. I've got to tell you, if it's the same robot stepdad I'm thinking of, he has a hilarious sitcom on his home planet. And it's it's sweet and touching. You really see the robot human into dimensions. Uh, it's lovely. And it's got a great theme song. Well, we've got to keep things uh, rolling along here on the air. Um, just want to let you know, a heads up for a promotion on air live, the fourth tape is going to be the winner of what is totally not this... Uh, peel-off contest that I had on my coffee cup. So when we get to the fourth tape, I will reveal what that is. Oh, I'm very excited. Go Uh, ahead and play that second tape. Garth, let's hear it.
I'm sure an introduction is superfluous, but uh, I am Kramulan, no last name, like Madonna. I will wait for the thunderous applause to die down. <laughs> yes, yes, good. Uh, as I'm sure you already know, I am a Najamatan from the Musork dimension, the cosmic source of all creativity, inspiration, and artistic talent in the universe. Um, uh, after mastering all aspects and facets of painting, sculpture, music, crondor, and acting, I searched the universe far and wide for something that would sufficiently challenge my creative spirit. To say the least, I have found it here. For the past five years, I have had the singular honor and unique privilege of serving as assistant paralegal on the USS Starship. I will wait for the paroxysms of adulation to cease. Yes. Yes. Good. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of my work at this point. Uh, Cease and Desist Letter 724-B is rightly considered to be the finest work in its genre, and to gaze upon internal compliance memo A312 is to see the universe anew. Uh, as Michelangelo wielded the chisel, or Sir Reginald Flumbo wielded the first flumbophone, I wield the syntactical and typographical arts in service of the one true legal client, aesthetics. Every single phrase a painting from citation to punctuation, selecting a font alone, oft consumes me for months. Should my words be sung by the austere and dignified Times New Roman, the sleek and roguish Calibri, or perhaps even the jocular antics of X-Wing Tings? I think not. Oh, if you'll excuse me. I must keep this brief. My parents, Mr. and Mrs. No Last Name Like Madonna, are arriving on the ship shortly to attend an exhibition of my work. And please do look forward to my next major release, a reimagining of standard boilerplate employment contract 65C that I guarantee will shake you to your very core. I will wait for the gnashing of maws and wailing of babes to decrescendo. Yes. Yes. Good. And goodbye. Huh. I'm gonna go ahead and say I don't like encountering other megalomania. It makes me feel like there's not enough room for my ego and his ego on this ship. I mean, I have to say, as someone in public relations, I am not a fan of legal binding things. You know, they, they make it difficult for me to do my job. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, but, and legally speaking, he ain't even on this ship. <laughs> yeah, what's he, is he on the USS Starship? Starship. That's he, our sister ship. Well, what I was going to say is, even though I'm not a fan of law, generally, perhaps we should poach him. Because that would be a great press release for us, and frankly, we could use the good word. Here's what I say. We poach him, then we eject him. 
We go get him, and we shoot him out the airlock just to show him who's boss. Yeah, just crumble on was a, a comic sans without a point, talking about all those like different fonts and everything. Oh, look, I don't, I, I can't even read, so the fonts don't even matter to me. Well, and comic sans doesn't have a point. I mean, it's a, it's a sans serif. Yeah, it's a sans serif. Of course, it's a sans serif. It's an angel that lives in a desert. Garth, you got the next tape up there? Garth, you become increasingly less likely to die the more you do this well. But I swear to God, if you touch my knobs. Hello? Hey there. Uh, my name's Gato. And I'm Brother Raid. Yeah, we are two twins. We're two horns from uh, the Electrolyte system. We've been twins, um... Been twins our whole life, yeah, I'd just, say. Yeah, just about. Almost, if you round it. But we're excited to be here. And uh, we're happy for you to uh, listen to what we have to say. Yeah, we want to give a quick thank you to Mr. Butts. Uh, this is the kind of management we've been looking for. And uh, listen, Mr. Butts, I, mean, I just have to say, first of all, can't understand how appreciative we are. I mean, the last guy we had, he was, uh, he was a, real, a real sissy, to, to put it mildly. Yeah, just a, a real sissy. Not, not a good manager, not a very heavy hand. Uh, we worked for him for about 50 to about 70 years, yeah. and uh, he gave us every opportunity up to this point, and uh, well, I'm just going to say it right here, we're very loyal to you now, Mr. Butts. Extremely Butz. loyal. I couldn't, I, I woke up thinking of you. Anyways, um, I guess it makes sense for us to describe, uh, talk about our roles, sort of what we did uh, in, the, in the last couple of centuries. Yeah, just how invaluable we are to this ship. Listen, I can't understate the importance of having good managers, okay? People who deal with people. People who, who, who move your resources around from A to B. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, a lot of people describe us as uh, uh, motivators and people movers. We, we like to think that we control the logistics and make this ship run cleanly behind the scenes. And right, and Gate, he's right. Gato's right, but but it's not just behind the scenes. I mean, it is important, I would say, to have people there on the forefront of your labor force. You know, someone who you can put a face to what it is that we do. So, in that sense, we're really more, uh, I'd say, like a, a, a supply chain overseer. If you will. Yeah, that's a way to put it. Raid, Raid, has, Raid has said that before. Um, I myself might describe us as resource managers. Mm, yeah, okay. I mean, I see what you're coming, coming from there with resource manager. But it's not just about managing the resources, right? I mean, you gotta, you got to have a strategy to put it in place. you got to have a design ahead of time in, in order to use those resources and implement them. Uh, effectively. So in that sense, really, we're more... Administrative architects. That's exactly what I was going to say, Gato. Very well put. Oh. Oh, we agree. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I don't, not entirely. I mean, that's not... We didn't capture all of it there, I, I wouldn't say. Um, all right, well, uh, I don't... I don't... Well, the point is we're a package deal. I couldn't do what I do without whatever he does. And the same for him for me. Yeah, and you know, we uh, we like to get people motivated. You could, 
if you don't like if you don't like administrative architect then we could go with head process consultant uh, you could do that you could I think maybe better to go general logician strategist uh, well I was partial to chief of action eh, more of a project foreman well really uh, someone spoke to me with associate of account executive eh, I'm sure it did but really what came through that to me was execution <laughs> secretary well, you didn't even say that right. We're much more logistical planners. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Well, let me take another stab at it with executive doer. Well, you know what, really? It's senior creator. Okay, well, now you're just being facetious here. Well, I bloody printed it on the business cards already. A quick thought. Were those people animated by the same people who did Wallace and Gromit? <laughs> I just have to wonder... If they're so unclear about their jobs, you know, somebody's got to clean up after the food has been served in the cafeteria. Maybe it's them. Sure, sure. Oh, please. No, I mean, you know, this regime, you know, it has a lot of sexy perks and everything, but nothing gets me hornier than logistics. Mm. And that was titillating. But I do agree. Like, you need those finer details. Maybe we should put them on cafeteria duty. Mm, Interesting, interesting. I just couldn't stop envisioning the human characters in Chicken Run when they were talking. (laughs) With those claymation features. Look, give me a picture. Garth. Pull up a picture of them right now. Oh, why are their mouths so big? They are. Those are claymation creatures. There's so many gaps between their teeth. Oh, God. It's like they took a regular mouth and just stretched it out. It's so big. It's unsettling. You could put a melon in there. What was happening in the background of what they were? Who was yelling at them? Oh, I know where they were. They were in our prison. That was the noise of the prison on the ship. Do we run a chicken run type situation, but for whatever they are? Well, yeah, I mean, the whole allegory of that movie was them busting out of prison. Do we just have... Do we keep claymation people as prisoners? Yes, haven't you been to the prison? No, I don't care about them. Well, it's all claymation. Oh, well, as long as it keeps being run for profit. Uh, I believe we're on our fourth tape of the meeting here. That means this is the prize winner, and I want them to please enjoy an any size cold brew for $1 after 11 a.m. Uh, congratulations. Yeah, Let's find enjoy, out. enjoy your lunch cold brew, you <laughs> fucking rube. <laughs> uh, let's find out who our unlucky winner is. Hey Drew, it's uh, Sherba here. Uh, that's Sherba S Z C Z Y R B A. Hey, um, right. So you know, I'm a high patient chameleon. Uh, you know, we come from lava worlds, and you know, I can change my color to red, which I think is pretty cool. And often we have a pretty long lifespan, so I I've been around a while. I started as an intern. In the county department, it didn't go so well. I almost died a bunch. Uh, but then I transferred to marketing, which was great, but uh, turns out I was really bad at it. Uh, but then I transferred to uh, maintenance, uh, which was nice, um, but it turns out I was allergic to most of the chemicals that they use in the maintenance stuff. So I transferred again, and I was an intern in navigation for a while, and I really liked that. I think it's really cool, but it turns out that I'm pretty dyslexic. Um, so everything I said was either backwards or nonsense, and anyway, I had to transfer a couple more times, but 
Anyway, I'm kind of thinking maybe I could transfer and be be your intern. I, I, you know, I, that's just an idea. I, I think it could probably be a little lonely being an evil captain. It might help to have someone that can get you coffee and pick up your dry cleaning and stuff. You know, I I know you already have a henchman, but I wonder if it, it wouldn't be good to get some, some of the stuff off of his plate that's taken away from the henching, you know? Uh, but I, I'll understand if if you think it's not a good fit, though. You know, I, I and I've got lots of references in case it's helpful. But but anyway, yeah. Th- thanks for your consideration. Uh, 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 love Sherba. Okay, I just have to ask. Yeah. Have you guys worked with him before? Because he was an intern in the PR department yeah, for a while. That's uh who we had before Garth. Oh. Uh, I mean, I don't want to speak out of turn. I don't know what your mm. opinion is. Don't hire him. Mm. You don't want him on your team. And What did he do in the PR department? Oh, my God. Well, what was the disaster? It was a nightmare. <laughs> we used to have really nice computers. All right. And then he turned them into a goop. <gasps> and... My quartz egg. <laughs> exactly. He turned them all into wellness products that don't work. Wait, are you... T- oh, wait, hold on. Are you telling me these stickers I'm wearing on my forehead don't balance my chakra? Uh, don't, Garth, I swear to God, don't... All right, all right, hold his arm down. Hold Garth's arm down. Garth, I'm really sorry to have to do this. Yikes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, uh, and I just want to say I think your chakras look fine, Captain. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, we we had uh, we had him here for a little bit, and uh, I mean, well, like, we got Garth now, so I think that speaks for itself. Garth, how are you doing with one arm? Yikes! <laughs> now, all right, he he brought up one. I he did have one benefit, which is he did he assumed I had a henchman. That just came naturally to him to assume that. The reality is. I don't have a henchman. You don't have a henchman? And that's fucking crazy, isn't I it? Mean, Pretty I mean, gap. I, you've got Garth. I have an assistant. I don't have a henchman. You need an expendable henchman. I don't have an odd job, a Jaws, a knickknack, a... A Jaws? Jaws, played by Peter Keel. Oh, not the shark? <laughs> oh, but if you've got a fucking... If you know a space shark, let's That'd talk. That'd be a great I don't want to talk about space sharks. foot shark. <laughs> Space ah. sharks killed my family, and it's oh, very upsetting. I'm sorry, but I bet Peter Keel didn't. No, Peter Keel seems fine. He seems very nice. Also, quite the willing janitor if they weren't uh, allergic to most of the materials. Yeah. You were saying earlier, no one wants to be a janitor. We just found one, but it's just not in the it's not in the cards. I mean, I wonder maybe if we switch to all organic products. Look, why am I going to bat for this guy? He turned. My computer, it's my true. personal computer, into like an altar setup with sage and like a special candle. Well, look, if this quartz egg hatches, maybe we'll hire him. But for now, he's on the eject list. I thought you broke that quartz egg with your powerful vagina. One of my vaginas. I have multiple. Oh, All right, so- it's time to uh, play our next tape. Uh, Garth, why don't you go ahead and uh, plop that down on the audio crapper. Hello, my name is Frank Lott, and I am from the species Pink Thought. We all have a lot added on to the back of our name. 
because we're told when we're small that we better have a lot of personality. <laughs> Mr. Butt, I just wanted to say that I personally deserve a spot on this spaceship because I listen to all the drama that happens in the hallways. Because if it weren't for me, there'd be no gossip. And without gossip, there isn't a happy ship. That's a rhyme. I can also do rhymes as well. Sometimes when I'm bored, I like to sit out in the hallways and do a rap or two. Here, here's one. Dear Drew Butt. What's up? You suck. Just kidding. <laughs> don't listen to that, Drew. I don't know what's socially acceptable at times, but that's just part of my charm. I also have a lot of family, and if I leave, I'll have a lot of really sad cousins and sisters and brothers and children. I am a mother. It, I hope that you can understand that I deserve a spot on this ship. Because even though we might be gossipy, we sure are a, a fun time. And I hope that this ship lives on to be infinity and we all become friends in the next life as well. Well, I got some thoughts. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Captain, uh, I just want to uh, preface with something I should have said earlier. I have not listened to these in advance or vetted any of them. I told Garth to, but, well, he was too busy picking his butt. Yikes! <laughs> that other arm's on the chopping block. I think this is a really talented and smart individual. I mean, that phrase, gossip makes a happy ship, is PR canon. Um, it's absolutely required for people to have a little space to blow off some steam, as it were. And I don't just mean the steam rooms, I mean emotional steam. Look, I'll admit this. Freestyling is hard. It's hard to go off the dome. Sometimes you say things you don't mean to, and sometimes they're offensive. But here's my problem. Between the raccoon and the seal, I think we have enough of those voices. <laughs> She's gotta go. Oh, I thought- She's gotta go. <laughs> Are both of those people still on the ship? Look, if they're anywhere on the ship, I'm going to kill them for sure. Number one, top priority. The traitorous ex-captain, uh, Puro, and the sick raccoon. They've gotta go, but you know what? <clears throat> that one too. Whatever that thing was, also gotta go. You know, uh, Captain, I believe we can set up some sensors for any voice in that frequency range <laughs> just immediately booted from the ship. Yeah, I the think so. I, I think my experience has been any voice in that frequency diametrically opposed to my goals. <laughs> gotta go. Is it because your voice is so different than that? Yes! <laughs> Look. You bring me a low, gravelly but You know what? I'll give you an example. Big Boo Baby, come in here. Come through the wall. Come through the wall. Check this out. Oh, my God. We're going to have to get all that ectoplasm off the wall. <laughs> my hi. goodness. Hi, Boo Baby. Say hi. Hi. See? That's the kind of voice that belongs on my council. Yeah, okay. Does he need anything else? Or I'm kind of busy doing janitor stuff. How's everything in space hell? Um, I, I don't know. I'm trying not to go back there if I can help it. All right, well, tell the space devil I said hi. Hey, boo baby. What? Uh, once for good time's sake, uh, as you used to do on the show, turn yourself inside out. Do that thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what the inside is like. Can I go now? Yeah, you can go. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe he used to be on the Smang Gang. 
Oh, what a lovely drop-in treat. Boo Baby, formerly part of the Smang Gang. Uh, we're gonna keep things moving right along here in this commercial-free rock of cock black. <laughs> I am gonna ask you to pick that apart. <laughs> we don't have time to unpack all we, of that. Let's we, get to the next recording. We got too much content. Uh, Moving right along. Fine. <laughs> hey, Mr. Butts. Hi. Yeah, this is Ricky Pantelli aboard the spaceship. Uh, so I heard you were putting together some kind of a posse. Um, you know, like getting together some henchmen and everything. So I was just, you know, wondering if maybe I could throw my name out there. Um, I, I don't have a resume, but I feel like I've definitely got some skills that could, uh, you know, help out, benefit whatever, whatever it is you're doing. Um, you know, like my name would def should definitely be in the running or at least considered, um, for, for some, whatever positions you got open. Um, so, uh, I am half Italian American, half centaur, so that I, I'm like three, four, I'm, three-fourths human, one-quarter one um, horse, and uh, so that by itself just, you know, allows me to do certain things that most humans would not be able to do. Um, for example, I can, you know, do like four cartwheels in a row. Um, I can, you know, if I, if I tell someone I'm going to be there to pick them up or something, you know, I show up on time. Um, if there's like, you know, you know, when you got your mugs in the cabinet and you got some like in the in the top space in the cabinet, I could reach like a lot of those mugs. So, uh, oh, and also, by the way, I'm second cousins with Doug. Um, I, yeah, so I don't know if that's like, you know, good to say or not. I know you guys aren't on like the best terms, but I heard that, you know, there was something between you two. And like, I guess, you know, whatever, you know him, he knows you. So I might as well just like, throw that out there one way or the other, you know, like some connection, right? So, yeah, um, the thing is, his mother and, well, my my mother uh, wanted me to get his mother's number because she was wondering, okay, now, uh, you know, I, I'm not really sure what it was about, maybe some kind of like getting the family recipe or something. So she was asking me if I could, you know, go on board the spaceship and be like, okay, yeah, sure, mine, like, go and... You know, see if you can get her number. I haven't been able to find it. If you could do this for me, I was like, yeah, sure, boss, sure, sure, whatever. So yeah, that's why I'm here. Um, you know, I thought maybe I'd make some extra money while I'm aboard as well, um, and you know, just contribute whatever way I can. Be it small, you know, be it big. Um, it sounds like you got like tight, tight crew going. Uh, and I feel, I honestly feel like I can add a lot. So you know, keep me in the running. Uh, yeah, phone number is 741-611-6212. Um, would love to hear from you, um, soon, I guess. Thanks for listening, Mr. Butts. Hey, hey, Doug. Oh, this is so hard. This okay. is pretty conflicting. Oh, because I need a henchman, and he sounds great. He's got a gimmick like odd job. I, I was gonna say he was nailing. It was like it was like I was in the room for an interview 
watching it, and he was nailing the interview until he referenced, and just for reference, uh, uh, current fugitive Doug Doyle of the Humanoid Resources Department. Uh, oh. If you do see Doug Doyle, or if you are listening, you piece of scum, uh, you should just turn yourself in immediately. Yes, Doug, you should definitely turn yourself in. Uh, my office is on the fourth floor, and um, I still have your underwear, so. I do have a soft spot oh. for human-animal hybrids, but I have to confess about the henchmen segment. Oh. We're um, doing a concerted cross-platform social media campaign right. to gather some henchmen for you. What? We just It seemed like it would be a good look, oh, you know? Yeah, it would be a great look. And uh, that's one of our departmental initiatives this quarter, so there will probably be more people, you know, right. looking in. Better than... Better than a half man, half horse, or what were the proportions? Wow, why is three quarters uh, human, uh, one fourth horse? Uh, I do just want to give a shout out to to Ricky Pantelli. He's an avid listener. He's come by on some of our remote broadcasts uh, down in the bowels of the ship. Uh, Yeah, it sounded like he was driving his signature panel truck uh, while he was (laughs) recording that. All right, if you promise they'll be henchmen, I hate to say it, but. He's related like, to Doug. We have to capture him and torture him so that Doug comes to us. He could he could help out with that. You know, it sounds like you're like we're assembling a team almost. Like like he could be like a real teamster guy. I also, I mean, I just want to say again, people who are part animal, there's something special about us. You know. Yeah, I'll tell you what. We'll put him in a brazen bowl. We'll call we'll call that the compromise. You guys know what the brazen bowl is? I'd oh, love boy. to hear more. Oh, it's a torture device where you put him inside of a literal a brass bowl and you close the hatch on him and then you light a fire under it and then they scream, but the tube in the bowl's mouth makes it sound like a bowl bellow. We'll put him in one of those. What kind of bowl has a hatch? What bowls are you eating out of that have hatches? No, I'm not a brazen. Play the next tape. Uh, uh, hello, uh, good afternoon, uh, slash, slash morning, uh, Mr. Butts, uh, my name is Akon, uh, the Dodecopus, uh, street performer, um, whenever I tell people that, uh, I'm Akon, they go, oh, like the singer, um, and I say, yeah, like the, the singer, street performer, Dodecopus, uh, who, who, who plays multiple instruments, um, but then it's weird because they still never, they, they, then they just go, oh, like they haven't heard of me, but clearly they have because they've heard my name. Uh, anyway, I'm sure you, you probably have heard of me, uh, or if not, you've maybe heard uh, one of my hits, many of which have gone street viral. Uh, they include, um, uh, my, my, one of my biggest hits is uh, a Snack Rap. Uh, it goes Snack Rap, all on the flow, Snack Rap. Uh, and then it continues to go like that. Another one of my big hits is Backpack. Uh, another one is, um, uh, Crab Shack. Uh, I sing that one outside of the, uh, the Space Crab Shack on, uh, 14th and, 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 and Kenmore. Uh, that's, that's one of my spots. I, I post up on the corner there and, uh, put my hat just on the other side of the corner, uh, way far away. That way nobody, uh, accidentally, that way it doesn't get in my way. And, uh, I, a lot of times, sometimes I'll, I'll lose my hat. I think some people just think it's theirs. Uh, in fact, that happens probably most of the time, uh, and so what change I do get, I mostly spend on replacements for my, for my hat. 
Um, I think people just confuse it for the, for for their hat. Uh, I'm not sure why, and uh, it's really unfortunate. That would actually be one thing that would be great is if just you could implement some sort of system. I know it's early, but some sort of system to uh, keep people's hats straight so people know which hats are theirs and and which hats aren't. Maybe like a coat check kind of something similar to that where people get a number for their hat. That way, just people don't confuse my hat for theirs because there, that really is. There's really no other. I don't see another way I can. Uh, get people to understand that it's my hat because I really have to put it over there just you know several feet away from me over on the other side of the street and or it's the, really the best place to collect change um, anyway uh, I just want to uh, welcome you to um, to the ship and uh, say that I'm, I'm looking forward to your role uh, 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 being a street performer you know it's uh, it's difficult I, I've been performing on the street for probably uh, you know, like 47 years, uh, which in Dodecapus years is uh, about 47 years. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it, I'm hoping to, uh, make it big soon. Um, some of my, uh, I, I've just written a new song. Um, it's called, uh, um, uh, uh, hang on. I, I just wrote it. So it's hard to remember. It's called, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's called, uh, it's called I, I, I Want to Make Glove Right Now. It goes, uh, I want to make glove right now, now, now. I want to make glove right now, now, now. And uh, it's inspired by, um, you know, one time it was cold and I, I didn't have a glove, you know, an octopus glove, which is uh, similar to a human sock. And uh, I thought, I, boy, I wish I could just make my own gloves. So I didn't have enough money uh, having spent it all on just a new replacement hat. Um, and I thought, boy, I wish I could make a glove right now, uh, right now, now, now. Um, I, 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 another song that I've written uh, recently is, um, uh, it goes, uh, I want to make dove right now, now, now. Uh, and that one is inspired by uh, one time I hadn't taken a, um, an octopus or a dodecapus shower in a while. Uh, and I just, because I didn't have any soap and I really wanted to make um, some Dove brand soap, uh, which is my favorite brand of soap, uh, and I just couldn't. So I, I wrote that song about that. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Oh yeah, I got, oh yeah, I got another one. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I wrote this song. Uh, 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 oh, one day when the the weather was kind of kind of bad. The uh, the weather inside the ship. One of the weather makers uh, was going bad, or maybe I was just standing under a. A drain that was um, spraying water. I'm, I'm not sure what's going on, but uh, this song goes, uh, <clears throat> uh, Don't nobody wanna see nasty weather, but it don't matter, no. And that's about, you know, how, how nobody likes uh, when the weather's nasty. Um, I think it's really relatable to kind of everybody, you know, uh, regardless of uh, where, what, what, who you are, what planet you're from. It really has a, a truly universal. Uh, galactic appeal. So um, I, I hope you've, uh, you've you probably are. I'm sure you've already heard some of these songs. You probably already know who I am. Uh, please feel free to stop by uh, my corner at uh, 15th and Kenmore. And uh, if you feel so inclined, drop some money in my hat. That'll be just kitty corner to me uh, on the other side of the intersection. Um, and uh, that's that's all I have to say. I'm just really excited, and I'll uh, I'll sing you out on another one of my hits. Don't nobody want to remix my sweater, but it don't matter. <laughs>
Uh, Rip, how many of these tapes are just people who are paying you to get them playtime for their songs? Be honest. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, this has been quite a lucrative outing for me. How many more tapes do we have to go? Garth, how many more tapes? We only have one more tape. Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, we do need a a crooner, so that might be uh, something. But let's go ahead and just, uh, let's let's get that that next tape going. Okay, but does that guy realize his songs are the same as Akon's? I you think know, he. I think he gets it. Every time he comes in here, yeah, the rapper Akon. We tell him like, exactly yeah, the Earth like rapper Akon. He, he's already done these songs exactly right, like this. So yeah, Garth. I am useless of the Directorate. Do not attempt to fix your screen. The nothing you're seeing is me. My people consist purely of an intangible energy and dulcet tones. I want to express my appreciation, Captain Butt, for this initiative to identify non-essential personnel for expulsion. Efficiency is number one. Or, as my people say, if you can exist without it, you should very much look into considering an evaluation of its necessity. I also appreciate your inclusion of all employees in this initiative so as to appear fair. An employee of my stature is of course essential, but fairness dictates all must be considered. In my culture, even if you find something that you have lost in one place, you must still look in all the other places before you conclude your search. Why am I essential? Why, I am Meadle management, and, as we know, Meadles can't manage themselves. Oh, Meadles tirelessly scurrying over the ship's hull, making required repairs. They are wonderfully industrious creatures. But can they hold meetings? Can they keep track of birthdays and work anniversaries? Could they discern Pam from accounts payable, from Jan from accounts receivable? Of course they cannot. Ask a meadle where it sees itself in five years, and it'll stare at you blankly with its little meadle eyes before scurrying off to fix the hull some more. Hardly management material. I am management material. We directorates are tailor-evolved for such a purpose. Can we do the work of Meadles? Don't be silly. We have neither the fine motor skills nor appendages. But we directorates inhale office politics and exhale meeting requests. Where some see a team, we see individuals that can easily be allocated in a bell curve between poor performance and exceeds expectations, and we can use that curve to motivate. As an extra bonus, we directorates don't need food. We feed off of a nitrogen-rich, clay-like substance that we excrete when we pontificate. So in closing, when making your final decisions about who to keep and who to shoot out the airlock, remember, I'm useless. (sighs) Guys, we got here at 5 in the morning to do this morning zoo shit, and I can't imagine doing this for the rest of the day, nor again. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, trust me, I do. I honestly want to apologize for a lot of these. Uh, As someone who doesn't care about the quality that they put out and didn't care to pre-listen to any of these and put put that all on Garth. Shit. Well. I mean, I have an 8 a.m. Space Lottie's class, so the sooner we can wrap this up, the better. All right, I'll tell you what. Eject everybody. Eject the whole ship. They're all going out of the airlock. Everybody!
In fact, I'm going to log in right now and jettison everybody out of the... What is this? What, I, what is it? Access denied. On your laptop? A master admin has blocked me? He's alive. Duck? They're still alive. <gasps> Doug Doyle, the rest of the Humanoid Resources Department, if you're listening to this, run. I have your underwear. Okay, that too. Keep it locked here for four consecutive hours of nothing but the band Hinder, forward and backwards. Well, uh, Captain Drew Butt has uh, stormed out of the studio along with Ariolana, and we have a few more hours to kill, and I told the Smang Gang to take the day off today, uh, so their presence was sorely missed. Um, so might as well just kind of... Uh, run through, I guess, some of these memos and, and show notes. I guess there's something here. I don't know. There, We got some monicum of professionality or something to, 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 to take place here. So today's guests were all members of the University of Virginia's The Weathermen. So if you're in the market for some hot, hot college improv, go back to somewhere in the early 2000s and see them. Uh, Captain Drew Brut, but oh my God, don't let him hear me. I've what? made that. No, oh God, uh, C- Captain King Drew Butt uh, was joined here so graciously by the wonderful James Freely and Ariolana Medusa was Jess Landis. See them both in the improvised Twilight Zone at the Annoyance Theater down there on Chicago, Illinois. As for all those messages you heard, well, uh, Cassandra Block uh, was. Voiced by Emily Jeffries, an actual novelist. Check out emilyhjeffries.com. Cromulin was voiced by Matthew Sype, an actual law professor. Holy shit. Gato and Raid. Uh, they were Brennan Lee and Zach Gelfand. They are New York City performers and improvisers. Look them up! Gerba. Uh, sent us their message uh, courtesy of Josh Bressler, an L.A. screenwriter and performer. Look him up! Frank Lott, the Pankslot, Pinkslot. Oh, boy. That's... Thank God the Humanoid Resources Department is on the run, because that's definitely a meeting. <laughs> Carolyn Murdoch uh, voiced Frank Lott uh, at her request. Horny, skinny, L.A. bachelorette. So I'm not the only one getting a meeting. Ricky Patelli was Art Kaladi, an actual future doctor. Holy shit. Uh, Akon was voiced by the talented Stephen Flowers, an L.A. improviser and clearly a great singer. And Useless was voiced by Patrick Gantz, uh, the Coalition Theater in Richmond, Virginia. He's part of. And uh, also the website... ImprovDoesBest.com for videos and instructions and all sorts of nice little uh, doodads and whatnots for uh, improv goodness. Well, this man gang, that's going to do it uh, for us here at the station. Um, if you're out there trying to avenge uh, what happened to Captain Perot and, and the, the rightful place of Captain King Drew Butt, just stop. Just stop right there and enjoy this lovely eight-hour rock block.
of trapped, headstrong, but just the first 15 seconds. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.